Welcome, welcome to welcome. the only podcast that draws you in like a straw in a milkshake. It's Pastor Live, the lighthearted podcast adventure that's all about God, the Word, answers to your questions, and, well, sometimes it's more questions to your questions. Hang on tight. You're listening to Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and the other guy. And here we are at Pastors Live. Welcome. It is so good to have you here with us. Monday, March 6th, the year of our Lord, 2023. We are in season seven. When did that happen? Have I been gone that long? Yeah. It's I think been a I long have. time. Wow. Okay. Season seven. It is. <laughs> Today's daily reading comes from Mark chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 11, Psalm 62, and Job 9. There's some verses in there, not the full chapters in Mark and Proverbs, but I'd encourage you to go to watersprings.net and check out the daily reading plan. Also, we have daily truth for you videos that are on the Water Springs YouTube page and other social medias. That's just about a minute to a minute and a half of pastoral insight on the daily reading. So coming up, we have the Stand Firm Ladies Conference this Friday and Saturday, March 10th and 11th. We have special guest speaker, Debbie Bryson. It is not too late to register. Coming up also, Friday, March 17th at 5 p.m. is the Amazing Chemistry Show with Josh Dennard. Admission is free. You'll be amazed and entertained, hosted by Water Springs Church and brought to you by the Kidman and Water Springs School. And we are so excited about this as well, the annual Resolve Man Conference, Saturday, April 29th. Ryan Reese, Tony Clark, Raul Reese, and Clifton Jansky. Better husbands, better fathers, better men. Better get registered now. Tickets available at, uh, where is it, Gary? I can't read. Resolvemen.com. Thank you, Gary. So speaking of Gary, we do have some awesome guys in the studio today. Under glass, we have our producer, the voice of the Valley, Mr. Gary Austin. Gary. Gary. Special guest across from me, Pastor Ty is out, and we are praying for him to return swiftly to us. We have Lieutenant John. Hey, hey what's up, Lieutenant guys? John. Lieutenant John, how's it going? <laughs> I do have legs, so. <laughs> awesome. We also have Pastor Shane. Hello, good to see you guys. Good to see well, you. hear you guys. Hear you too, and see you too. And Pastor Dave Coleman. Hey, guys. Good to see you. I am James Runcorn, Community Discipleship Pastor, and we are so excited to enter into this week and, again, Season 7, Episode 723 of Pastors Live. We've got a ton of co- comments and questions. Oh, boy. And we'd love to maybe even start jumping into those right now. What do you guys think? You ready for some comments and questions? Yeah, but first, it's the Alamo Day. Yeah, remember the Alamo, man. Remember the what? Remember oh. the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. It's a dog food, right? <laughs> That's actually, Alpo. Remember the Alpo. <laughs> it's actually I've been there a couple of times. It's actually a, it's a really interesting place to go visit. Yeah, ever down San Antonio. Yeah, I got to visit it last year as well, and it's a pretty neat thing to do. They keep uh, they keep San Antonio in Texas these days. Yeah. Okay. Still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a little concerned about Austin. They might kick Austin out, but San Antonio is still good. Mm. My eighteen-year-old uh, got stung by a bee at the Alamo. Did he? When he was young, was there were there I'll were bet bees. He'll remember the Alamo. He d- <laughs> there were bees there when I went too. I I yeah. do remember that. So uh, I looked at it. I said, "That's neat." And then I turned around and got some of those dip dots ice creams. <laughs> nice. So dipping dots are awesome. Well, we do remember the Alamo, and I'm so glad that that was up on our board. But uh, this question comes in, or comment comes in from oh, it is a question from Harper in Idaho Falls. Harper writes, the pastors mentioned Ash Wednesday and Lent, but not much past 
that in other episodes. How come we don't involve ourselves in the celebration of Lent more? And I'm assuming you mean here at Water Springs. And, uh, so I will tell you, when I pastored in Nebraska, I pastored a congregational church for three and a half years, and that was my first real baptism into uh, the celebration of the Lenten season. And I actually happen to agree with, is it Harper? Yes. I happen to agree with Harper. I think it's something that the church in general, we've missed. And, and here's, to answer the simple question, or to, an, yeah, to answer the simple question as simply as I can, if I can, um, which is the why we don't, I think the why we don't is because um, most Protestant churches are no longer... Um, we're not just non-Catholic. We are anti-liturgical. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking well, for? Well, anti-liturgical. Yeah, anti-liturgical calendar. Anti- yeah. And it's it's sad because there's a richness to it, John. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you and I both grew up Baptist. Yeah. Right? And, and heaven uh, forbid we have a hierarchy. <laughs> well, yeah. No, that's exactly right. That's exa- And the, the group I was raised in, our deepest roots go into the Anabaptists. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, no, we are not Protestant. We were never part of the Catholic Church, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it almost becomes this point of pride. Yeah. And then uh, if you've seen, have you guys all seen Jesus Revolution? I want to so bad. I haven't it seen it is yet. amazing. Uh, 99 Plus on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I did really? see that. Awesome. Yeah, I read it's, an article. It's amazing. Uh, they were number three in the nation last weekend. Yeah, good. Right? Catching up with that stupid bear. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just amazing because everybody panned it. The, the, when I say everybody, the critics said this is a joke. It's just another faith-based movie. It's going to be a flop, blah, blah, blah. Why are they opening in theaters? They, they were in less than 25 hours. Hundred theaters across the nation and did over fourteen million dollars. Yeah. Wow! Weekend. Yeah, they I'm number three in the nation uh, on their opening weekend. Anyway, the point of all that is this: that's our roots. If you've seen Jesus Revolution, then you know uh, kind of the roots of Calvary Chapel, which are the roots of Water Springs, uh, were people that were very anti. Uh, you know, establishment kind of people, these hippies. And Pastor Chuck, uh, back in 1969, when he and Kay uh, first were introduced to Lonnie Frisbee, um, this this prophet hippie, um, things began to happen. And they were already in sort of that anti-establishment. We just want what the Bible says. We don't want anything outside of the Bible, Chuck. And, and you know, they were literally, they were baptizing hundreds and even at some, at points, thousands of people on a weekend at Pirate's Cove in Southern yeah. California. And, you know, I lived there during that time and went to a very fundamentalist Baptist mm-hmm. church, John, like very similar to what you grew up in. Yeah. And not the same, but yeah. similar. Pretty close. But we were like, yeah, we're, we don't do liturgy. Oh, and we also don't do hippies. <laughs> so, you know, we were sort of out there. And then there, here was this guy, Chuck, that was just like, Lord, if you'll bring them, I'll teach them. And he brought them. And Chuck taught them, but they're all all about, hey, what's the Bible say? Just tell us what the Bible says, Chuck, and we'll do it. And if you read your Bible, you're not going to find Ash Wednesday. You're not going to find Lenten services. Um, yeah, a any lot of the other feast days find. and all that. Yeah, right. And but what's interesting is a lot of people thought, oh, those hippies, that's going to be a fad that blows over. 
And it's amazing when people meet some of those guys who are now 50s, 60s, like me, and 70-year-olds that are like, man, there's a knowledge about the word, not because there's any pride to it, but it's all that's all we were given. Yeah. It was the word, yeah. the word, the word, the word, the word. And you'll find that a lot of these guys that are now pastoring Calvary chapels, man, what they know about the, the feasts and, and Leviticus and all of that and how it points to Jesus um, – is, is just amazing. And where Lenten services, honestly, are very introspective. Right. And that's something that a lot of the Calvaries sort of knee-jerk against. So there's a lot of richness there, but it's very introspective and, and egocentric rather than Jesus-centric or Christocentric. Right. And that's, and that's where I think there's that that disconnect but there's some richness yeah there's some there's something to be said about spending the the days leading up to easter 40 days man focusing in on the work and life of jesus and sort of either fasting or doing something for that to get your mind into that and prepare for the holy week and the holy day and i think it goes to a condition of the heart too you know what is the purpose of of following the tradition pastor paul verhoeven at uh the middle school chapel the other day was was talking about uh rituals and what that looks like, and ritual for the sake of ritual because it's your heritage is meaningless. But if the ritual points you to a closer relationship with Jesus, absolutely do the ritual if it's Boom. not self gratifying. Perfect. That's 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 a perfect yeah answer. Right that's there. That's the conclusion, right? That's that's where the ball drops the yeah. on the court. No, we're not talking about New Year's Eve, Shane. No. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hey, we've got another one. Can I re- while you're getting the, your next one ready? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, this one, uh, hold on, I've got to find the very last page. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Snurdly. Oh, Christine. <laughs> That's Rush Limbaugh to you. Oh, sorry, <laughs> just kidding. This goes from Christina. Christina asks, are there any valiant, faithful, loyal, respectful, God-fearing men left? I have faults of my own, but she goes on to say, I, yeah, I'm not trying to be picky, but I've, I've had some disappointments with, with guys that claim to be Christian. And she goes, I rarely find a guy who, when we're out, you know, is talking about God and how uh, he is trying to just follow God. And uh, she says, you know, it's, it's kind of disappointing. And, and she actually says it's confusing. Well, uh Christina, I, you know, I don't know where they all are. They're probably all married. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it depends on where you're looking for them, right? And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know, right? Christina. Yeah. We don't know you, Christina. But uh, the advice that we would give you in this room is there are godly men out there. there. Bunches and of them. People who are crazy. <laughs> Maybe Christina could come help volunteer at the Resolve Men Conference. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> the the thing is, these great. I know tons of great men who love the Lord and that's all they want to talk about. Right. But typically you don't find those guys focused on on dating. Dating. Yeah. Right. You find those guys focused on serving the Lord. And so my, my biggest advice for you is be the godly woman that God has called you to be serve the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength pour into your church. I know they have a Calvary chapel Rexburg. I'm not sure if you're already a part of another church or whatever, but find a local church church that believes that Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, 
and just dig in, man, and serve. And before you know it, you'll look to your right or you'll le- your left, and you'll find a, a nice man serving next to you. I know that that's how it happened for me. I know that that's kind of how it happened for you, Dave. Um, a lot of the pastors here at the church, they have that, that, same, that same story. And so uh, if the Lord's put it in your heart to have a partner, because not everybody is, has that heart. Some people have the gift of singleness. Um, and so if that's your desire, then just be the godly woman that God yeah, has I called you to When be. I was a kid in high school, our youth, <clears throat> pardon me, our youth pastor said to us, guys, he said, don't worry about finding Miss Wright. Be Mr. Wright. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, a, that's, that's good advice, Shane. Yeah. Anybody else want to jump in? No, I that? think that was great. You know, okay. you just go do the work and, and you'll find someone when you're, yeah. when you're working because they'll be like-minded. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Even and here's the other thing: she mentioned like guys saying they're Christian, right? In the yeah. Bible, Jesus says, uh, "My mother, my father, who are these? Yeah. The ones who are my family are the ones who do the will, the will of, of God." So, just saying you're a Christian, and this goes for other listeners too. If you just right. say you're a Christian with your mouth, that doesn't mean anything. It's right. again where the heart is, and do you obey the Father? Do you are you drawn to the Father? That does not mean be perfect. I am not right, telling right. anybody that they have to be perfect right now, but if we seek the Lord and seek first the kingdom of God and put that into priority, the the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, the proof's always in the yeah. pudding. Pastor James, do you have another one for us? I do, and I like the way this one starts. This one comes from. Uh, well, this is a few pages here. This comes from uh, Angela in Spencer, Idaho. Whoa. And she starts off by saying, Pastor James's comment that Pastor Dave's dad had integrity was fitting. I value who your dad was, Pastor Dave, because my dad and mom were quite opposite of your dad. She gives um, a bit of of detail here about some of the disconnect in the home and siblings that she has across the country for different reasons. uh, And the marital disconnect between her, her mom and dad. But then then she's asking, um, because she lost respect for her mom and her dad, she says, how do I repair my heart towards my parents, but also towards healthy relationships? God bless you, friends. Mm. We, we have somebody in studio who ha- happens to know something about that kind of thing. And if, um, Gary, do we have her email? We do. Maybe maybe one of our wives could reach out because that's something that um, some of our family members have experienced of losing respect, parental respect, but also experiencing restoration. Right, mm-hmm. and right. that's the beautiful yeah. thing. And so right. maybe we can reach out to her in a private way. But um, James, thank you for that because um, mm-hmm. I, I think about my dad quite often, um, and I will often <laughs> I should I should get a, a, a one of those. Uh, silicone bands that says, you know, WWDD. What would dad do? <laughs> my, my dad was, he was the same guy, man. He was the same guy in private as he was in public. And uh, if he was singing in the choir at church or if he was working in the backyard at home, Al Coleman was Al Coleman. Yeah, yeah but see, the, I, I don't know if I've said this on this program before, but I say it quite often. One of the biggest barriers between sharing the good news of Jesus with the lost world is hypocrisy in the church and a lack of integrity. So when you have men like your father, you have people who can see the gospel with clarity without the people who claim to follow Jesus being the very barrier to the gospel that we preach. It's always in the pudding. One of my favorite things is when you first moved here, not when you first visited, but when you first moved here, you and I sat down and watched your dad's kind of testimony, last video log type of thing. And I... 
I his love message that. on on legacy. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's who Dad was. That's that's who Dad was. Uh, interesting thing about about Dad. After Mom died, um, Dad lived another eight years, and um, that first year was pretty rough. He really let himself go. And this is a guy who used to play golf twice a week and went to the YMCA and, and swam uh, twice a week. kept kept himself fit. Unlike me, um, Dad was in, Dad was in pretty good shape, and but he let himself go. And then he snapped back, and, and God really honored that. But it was so cool. Everybody that got saved at Calvary Baptist Church of Bellflower, every man that got saved at Calvary Baptist Church of Bellflower for the last uh, six, seven years of my dad's life, they would say, you know, they would, they would pray with them at the altar, and they would encourage them to be baptized, and they'd say, go make an appointment with Al Coleman. And they would come, and these guys were like a lot of uh, CR guys, you know, celebrate recovery guys, so they're all you know tatted out and all that stuff and they'd they'd hang out with my dad once a week and dad would take them through uh first john and and disciple them you know and that uh, that couch in that video of my dad on legacy um uh that's where he would sit and he'd meet with these guys (laughs) yeah yeah so kind of i love that's awesome i I do have one other question this comes in from uh james runcorn from uh, (laughs) water springs church in idaho falls so this you is, live in Idaho Falls. I do. Uh, Those hills. I thought that's Ammon. That's, that's county. Me. So we are allowed oh. to put Ammon or Idaho Falls. And wow, I prefer, my, privilege. I, I identify as Idaho Falls. Wow. Because you don't wow. want to say you're an Ammonite. Not at all. I do not. <laughs> that is correct. Like, who names cities Ammon and Moab? Like read the Bible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, look, that's actually been a fun topic of conversation sometimes in my Old Testament. We're talking about judges. Who was yeah. so such? Who was this judge fighting? The Ammonites? Oh. Not the people across the street. Across the street. <laughs> so that's a salted peanut for the day. If you can answer that, why would you not want to be an Ammonite? Well, you know, <laughs> exactly. Send that in to pastors live at the rev.fm. I like we that will. question a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> why was that pun funny? Right into pastors live at the rev.fm. <laughs> we'll get you a cup of coffee at Greenhouse. Wow. So this question, actually, not sincere question to throw out to the room there. I wrestle with this because I don't have the i don't want the burden of closing the deal in a sense on my shoulders because the work of salvation is through the holy spirit not through me i am faithful to god as much as i can be in different moments and sometimes i drop the ball but when i'm sharing the gospel with someone i'm I'm thinking about an instance where i sat in my office a few days ago with a young lady and her mother i'm sorry her stepfather and they were wondering what happens when you die. And I explained everything from a a scriptural perspective, from a human perspective, and I I shared the gospel. I felt like it was clear, almost almost to the level of Ray Comfort, not quite, but it was was a clear presentation of the gospel. And I said, this is why it's good news, because, you know, the debt has been paid in full. All you have to do is receive it. And then she was kind of nodding her head like, okay, that makes sense. Do you guys push forward to close it in a sense? Like a Ray Comfort question will be, well, what's stopping you right now? Or see, my conviction was, do I want her to to make this profession of faith in my office simply for my own gratification and, and satisfaction that I've right. presented the gospel well? Right. Or do I really want to leave her with this and let the Holy Spirit do his work? Yeah, that, but it wasn't about you anyway. That's just, that's just the enemy because he does it to me all the time, right? He does it to me all the time, like... Oh, so is this so you can put a notch on your gospel gun belt or whatever? Right, right. At the same time, I, I'm like, but God, I don't want them to make an emotional. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Oh, Dave talked me into this. James talked me into this. And okay, somebody yes, can talk I would out. do. Because there are people 
who, I mean, they would confess to the assassination of JFK by the time you get done with them. There's like, whatever you say I need to do, I'll do it. And you're like, right. no, what's the Holy Spirit drawing? So I hear you because um, when I was in Bible college, we had a class called PE, personal evangelism. And um, we used R.A. Torrey. And R.A. Torrey's book on personal evangelism, the last chapter is Press for a Decision. Right. And even as a, as a young fundamentalist, I was like... Mm, I don't I don't like pressing for a decision because I don't want them to walk out of here saying, oh, I said the prayer with Dave. I filled out the three by five card. I can live like hell and go to heaven. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, no. Right. Is there, as Ty calls it, has there been a change of allegiance? I, I'm right there with you, James. I'm, I'm the same way. I give the gospel as a, as a gift, right? Just as Jesus gave it to us, a gift. And I leave it in their their court, so to speak. Right. If they want to unwrap that, awesome. But the the main the main thing is just preaching the gospel clearly. And as long as I do that, whether they they make the decision or not, that's not that's not up to me. Well, plus the Holy Spirit is bigger than me. Exa- exactly. So if he if so if I'm talking to Susie about the gospel, right. And then I'm like, I, I boy, that was a great presentation, Dave. Right. Make the clothes. <laughs> right? right. And Susie prays the prayer with me and fills out the three by five card or whatever. It does. Wow. You know, on the other hand, if I present the gospel and say, can I pray for you? And I can ask for the Holy Spirit to bring conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Then if the Holy Spirit can't close the deal, who in the snot right. who do I, I think I am? Yeah. Right? Can we throw that out there? Hey, churches, globally, your three-by-five card is not the Lamb's Book of Life. Right? <laughs> well, it's and, almost like like uh, uh, John Tetzel, yeah, right, yeah. With, with the indulgences, right? And he's going around here, and he's selling the indulgences, and the, those poor people, and this is, goes back to our first question about you know, why we don't do certain things. Right. Um, you know, and, and it was Luther who's going around going, no, no, that's, it's a piece of paper. It's nothing. Oh, there, I think there's still something to be said about if you feel prompted to ask, are you interested in making. Right. And, right. And, and sometimes you might need, you might be the one to reap that harvest. Of course. Right. Well, I did And I don't want to close that. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to sound like we're closing that door. Yeah, but that also might right. be the Baptist in me talking. What right. I said to her was, I said, you you literally can make this decision right now, which will impact you, you for eternity. Or, I mean, you know, right. you can make or it 10 minutes or an, a year later. I, but you, we don't know what the future holds. You don't know if you've got tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So I gave that sense yeah. of urgency, which yeah, I yeah. agree with. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. And there's a sense of urgency. We are out of time. Well, well, right? I know, I know, I know. One more thing, though. Okay. The enemy does like to get in people's heads with that. Hey, you know, this is just an example, but Dave's sealed by just everybody's going to Dave and they just give their lives to Christ. And nobody, right. you know, the the, oh. the scripture that has always helped is the book of Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Yeah. Jeremiah was a man of God. He did God's mission for him. He was faithful. He was obedient. And not one person repented. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. Right. Let's, t- let's start there tomorrow. You want to close this out? Yeah. God bless you guys. <laughs> <laughs> your love, your family. <laughs> it's the one and only Pastors Live, a Rev FM production with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and the other guy. Download and listen to more episodes from Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And submit your questions and comments for next time to Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. His music, his word, the, the Rev. Rev.